Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that isn't getting carried away with England's chances in the World Cup. Uh, today it's all about uh, the uh, some of the players that we're being linked with this summer. Um, I've spoken later on in the podcast to uh, Tom Moore, who has reported on Brentford for the last seven years, so I've seen an awful lot of um, our two targets, Ryan Woods and Romain Sawyers. He's got interesting things to say about them, about um, how they compare to each other, the kind of players they are, the money that... Um, Brentford are likely to want for them and I also got him to um, compare how good he feels they are as compared to some of the Brentford players that have gone through and done big things since like James Tarkowski and others. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I am Graham Brandt and I am sat here with my friend and colleague Kieran Doody. Hi Graham, how are you? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm great, thank you. So I'll be all the better if Albion actually start to make some of these transfers <laughs> that we're talking about on here. Yeah. But uh, we'll be coming, uh, coming to it later on. Uh, have you ever, uh, do you know anything of Ryan Woods and Romain Sawyers? Well, obviously, we know quite a lot about Romain Sawyers, that he come through, the, he come through our system. Um, to be honest, I do think he was at the club. He was kind of there at the wrong time, wasn't he? Yeah. When you think of who was in charge at the time. I know that Darren Moore was a big fan of him. Um, they didn't release him until he was 21. And he got his first contract, uh, contract at 17. So they obviously saw something in him. It's not like Albion don't have a long history of wasting players at that level, yeah. is it? I know. When you think Berahino's the only one that's really come through... I think yeah. there are players that could have done a lot more for us. Well, probably. I mean, Chris Wood is the, is the real, well, yeah. is kind of go-to example now. I mean, yeah. he'd, he'd definitely get in our team now, I'd imagine. <laughs> um, and what do you think about that? So, so I thought what was interesting uh, that I, I sort of learned that actually um, Wood plays almost an identical position to the one that uh, that Brunt played towards the end of last season. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. He's very much kind of a midfield, a low-line midfield playmaker, kind of quarterback. Seems to me implausible they would play next to each other. Would that concern you what would you be doing no, with Chris Brunt next year I think the thing with Chris Brunt is he can pop up anywhere can't he really he kind of performs wherever you play him um, I think he'd, he'd definitely he'd do a job out on the wing maybe not you know every week but he could do it when asked mm-hmm. left back obviously we're a bit more confident that Gibbs might stay now but he can, he'll still be asked to play that and funny enough Ryan Woods can play full back as well yeah. which is part of the part of the reason we'd want him because of his versatility so um, I w- wouldn't Chris Brunt you know he's not there's more strings to his bow than just I think we didn't realise how good he'd be there until he played there at the end of last season I think yeah. I think we knew that he could because of you know the few stints he had under Tony Mowbray but I'm confident he'd still have a role to play if Ryan Woods come in I think there's quite a good chance as well that, that Brunt might Potentially struggle in that position more in the championship than does in the yeah. uh, in the Premier League. I think in midfield, in particular, you get certain players that seem to do better at certain levels. Um, unfortunately, so, I mean Morrison always rises to every challenge, but Morrison I always thought was better in the Premier League than he was in the Championship. Yeah. And whereas um, 
there's, there's, there's others that I would say it was uh, the opposite was true. Um, Doran's been an example, yeah. you know, who never really, uh, never really made it in the in the Premier League. And I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't rely on Brunt in that position personally. I, th- yeah. I think I think he's um, set pieces. You know, we're going to get more corners, and hopefully, we're going to have some players that can actually nod it in, up, make him kind of really important to the team. But I'm not desperate to see him stay in that position particularly. No, I think it's encouraging to see the likes of Ryan Woods linked actually, because I think it's a position we are going to. We're definitely going to have to work on this summer because, you know, the way it's going, we're going to be left with Livermore and Jakob. Obviously, I'm not convinced Jakob's the man to... I think we're very one-dimensional with who he plays, whereas Ryan, Ryan Woods, we've seen, can he, he dictates play, to be honest. He controls the tempo of games. We've seen a lot with Brentford. And um, I think, to be honest, he's exactly the player that Albion fans seem to think we've got with Jakob. Yes. Whereas, you know... he. He he can break up play. He can do that steely side of the game. But he's he, technically he's the level of both. So I think it'd be a definite improvement. Yeah, and I think I, I think I mean actually, it was he did sound to me. I mean, he's quite a level-headed guy at Tom. But he was sort of he sort of felt like um, he thought that they would do business forwards at about eight or nine million. They'd probably do business at Sawyer's at three or four million. Mm. Both of which sound kind of plausible for the Albion. But uh, he, he seems to he seemed to think um, there wasn't much that Woods wasn't good at really. Um, uh, so so that might be understanding. Maybe, maybe him and Brunt will be uh, will be the future for our um, for our midfield. Livermore's one that worries me actually. I don't think Livermore will be there at the start of the season. I'm desperate, as I've said before, I'm desperate for, for him to be there. But I just, I just don't think I can see it. I, th- I just think there's going to be enough demand and and enough reason for him to um, to depart. Um, I'm increasingly concerned. I mean, I think the. The noises you're hearing around Burnley, Dawson, okay, it's getting a slight intonation that Dawson is keen to make to make the move. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a big rebuilding project. It is, it'd be I great if we actually sign someone. It's worrying how much... Because I do think we are going to see a lot more movement once the World Cup's out of the way. Because um, obviously scouts are out watching players out at the minute, so I don't think there's, there's not a lot of interest in players like Dawson currently in a month. We could be left in a situation where a lot of the players we're basing our next season on are gone. Yeah. And we're going to have to rush. And we're going to be overspending on players like Woods and Sawyer, so maybe bring them in early and get business done early. It's interesting with that in mind. So the common sense seems to think that 9.5 billion will get you Bobby Reid. What do you think about um, that? See, I do, like, I do like Bobby Reid. I'm a big fan of him, actually. But 9 million does seem quite a lot, considering he's only ever played at Bristol. He's only ever had one good season, really, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, if we are going to lose Rodriguez, I suppose, he's a, he's a decent, you know he can do a job in the Championship. Um, he can play. The thing is, you're getting the same sort of player. He's versatile. He can move across that front three the same way that Rodriguez can, and he scores goals. So, um, nine, to be honest, if we're getting £15 million for Rodriguez, £9 million on Bobby Reid is decent business, isn't it? Yeah, and I'd want more than that for Rodriguez personally. I mean, I, I think it's very, pla- I think it's highly plausible if we're going to sell Rodriguez. It's got to be. I mean, his his, his value's increased last year, isn't it? We spent twelve million on him in the first instance. Yeah, I'd be wanting twenty million for Rodriguez. Do you think? Well, Pre- so, the Premier League side signed strikers for less than twenty million these days. Well, no, actually, that's and a good Chris point. Chris Woods cost fifteen million, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, we are looking. I just don't see. I don't think he's worth twenty million to be honest. I think he's. You know, he's only going to go downwards now. It's not like he's going to improve. I'd say he's reached his No, point. no, I'd agree. So I, 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 I'm really conflicted about um, Rodriguez because on the one hand, I think you should sign, sell players at their, at their peak value, which I think is now. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna bring any more. But on another hand, I'm just so concerned about the 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 overarching level of departures that um, that I'm I'm not really sure. I think I'd rather, for instance, see Rondon go and Rodriguez stay. Yeah. Um, but but I'm, I am kind of concerned about that. So the other thing that's made progress this week is they've um, they've tied down Jack Fitzwater to a new contract. What do you think about that? Um, it's good. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen enough of him to say to think you know he's perfect. But I, w- I wouldn't assume now that he's the man that's going to step straight in and start off no. a game. So I think it's one for the future. But I think we've seen with Darren Moore now he's looking at building a younger squad and it's. It's exactly what the fans have wanted for how long now? I think we've been buying players past the peak or near enough at the very peak, only going backwards. And we've lost money on, on them in the long run. That's I, what. I also think it comes back to what you said before about, you know, it, it's very plausible that Fitzwater could be the next Sawyers and, um, yeah. uh, you know, all these other um, players who've gone and then moved on to, for bigger money so I think it's good I do think particularly at centre half it's, it's a difficult position really to kind of um, to to bring someone into the side I mean it, you know he played 15 games for Warsaw last year at, at a, a slightly lower level which is, I think is a good thing in an ideal world he'd probably go out on loan to a would probably go out on loan again but yeah. I mean it seems highly likely that Albany are probably going to need him from a squad perspective you know if, if we're thinking that Dawson's going to go and we'll talk about this every week Dawson's going to go you've only got Higazi as a starting centre half even mm. if you were to buy another two which I think they should it still need Fitzwater for the squad I'd like to see um, I'm surprised not having a look at James Chester bringing him back I think yeah. he'd be ideal um, obviously Aidan Flint's the one that's been knocking around for centre half but I, I just don't think He's not different enough to Hagaza, who I do think he's going to be the, the other centre-half. And it's going to have two players that... Because Flint's got a bit of a reputation for losing, losing a bit of focus at the back yes. as well. He does score goals, same as Hagaza. We've got two very similar players. Well, we had Gregor McGregor on the other day uh, talking about, um, about Flint and the way he described him. was If you, yeah. if you didn't know, you could have been talking about Hagaza. Yeah, you know. that's what worries me. I don't, I don't really like the idea of him being... The you know, other I absolutely... You, I could not agree anymore. Sorry. The exact thing I think about Flint is that that I think he's someone that that um, in a structure that the Albion is the sort of player that historically Albion have had the most out of. You yeah. know, a, a kind of um, fairly agricultural defender who's who's um, who's good in there. Albion have made success out of them in the past. But yeah, I wouldn't want to see Flint and and Higazi no, as a starting centre. To be honest, it would probably be my worst nightmare because yeah, I can't watch Higazi without being on edge anyway because I, I do feel like it does lose concentration if you have Flint alongside him. To have Flint alongside him, it's it's asking for trouble, isn't it? Especially when you've got so many teams that play with width, speedy forwards. I think we'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I think to uh, to take the um, the Sky Sports line about that, that was uh, that was Cristiano Ronaldo's agent ringing me then, but I decided not to talk to him for the sake of uh, of speaking to to you. No, I think that's right. I mean, I think I think they're going to get backed into. It's it's really really interesting. Um, Kind of antithesis is because I think w- what we've said about Albion not making the match out of their youth setup is reflective of what a lot of Albion fans think, and yet I think, like us, most would probably be concerned about the idea of any reliance on Fitzwater. What he needs to be is, um, you know, someone who we've, we give a try to, you know, yeah. establish whether he's kind of good enough or not. I think it's we have shown that it's worth giving young kids a chance because, like, like now we're paying to bring Sawyers back, yeah, it was on our books. Um, I just think. Now we are. We've lost that pressure of, you know, staying in the Premier League and keeping the money coming in. We can take a bit more risk. 
And I think that's, that's exactly what they're doing in signing Fitzmaurice. But to come back to the point you made, I could think of very few examples of defenders who would be better placed to play next to Higazi than Chester. You know, yeah. someone who could... Essentially, what you want with Higazi... I mean, I'm concerned about Higazi full stop. But I talked to someone the other day who said, you know, Higazi was playing well for Egypt. And I pointed out that Higazi always plays well when he, when he defends his, 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 um, his penalty area. That ain't going to be happening next year, and I am concerned about him. But, I mean, certainly what you want is for Hagazi to be attacking the first ball and someone else to be doing, uh, you know, doing the, the, the rest of the work. Yeah. And that's kind of perfect for um, Chester or... And we've probably got, need to ban Curtis Davis. We, we, this is the no, only place where people talk about Curtis Davis for Albion. would be perfect. I think he would as well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah they, need to, they need a brain there. They a need, footballing brain, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and, and to be honest, they, I would suggest they probably need two. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's all still to come. Anyway, I mean, today's really mostly about uh, about talk to Tom. So I've really, this is, I think, this is a really interesting and fulsome chat. He's, he's, there's a few people who know Brentford better than he. So uh, this is a conversation I had earlier on with Tom Moore, the uh, the former reporter of Brentford FC for Get West London. Okay, so I'm on now with Tom Moore, who uh, reported on Brentford for seven years up until uh, April this year. Um, Tom, thanks ever so much for joining us on Woodman Corner. Um, so. Uh, so uh, good, to, good to have you on board. Uh, so, so that we've got um, two Brentford players that are being linked with the Albion at the moment, um, Ryan Woods and Romain Sawyers. Um, if we could start by asking about uh, about Ryan Woods, what, what sort of uh, player is he? Um, he's, I'd sort of liken him to uh, an NFL quarterback in a way. He sort of sat between the back, back forwards of the more advanced midfielders and would get the play going, break up attacks. He, he, he sort of plays sort of how I'd describe as the uh, Makalele role sort of at Chelsea when they were winning their titles under Mourinho the first time. He, he's very good on the ball, very composed, good good passer, good range of passing as well. And he, he's, a, he's a very, very good player that is uh, someone that can thrive potentially in the, in the Premier League as well. Yeah, I was going to ask that. How far do you think he could go? I mean, I, I, I see a lot of um, uh, a lot of big things said about him. I mean, do you, do you think he's someone who's going to land in the Premier League in the form of time? I think the, the, the difficulty for him to make the Premier League is he's not, he's not um, for, for want of a better word, a flashy player, shall we say. He, he very much gets things done very efficiently. He, he can he has caught the eye of many opposition fans, and the amount of times I've heard I've seen comments and heard heard people say, "Oh, the uh, the um, redhead player in the in the middle was excellent," and has been a regular. I know Aston Villa fans have raved about him every time uh, Brentford have played them. Is he, he's a very good player, but he's not one of those players that necessarily grabs the headlines more like a striker or, or players like that. He he can go onto the radar a bit, yeah. and uh, but he was for many the uh, best player of last season for Brentford because of the way he brings everyone else into the game. And when he ha- hasn't played, his presence has been uh, has been missed by the team. So he's a deep lying player, but he's more of a kind of cultured player than he's a combative one. By the time you, you you hear like, like kind of a a deep lying um, ginger haired midfielder, and you think, oh, he's someone that's going to be chasing people around, kicking them up in the air. But that's not the case. Um, he has that side to his game. He uh, 
he certainly is a is a feisty player. He uh, he got uh, sent off on Good Friday for getting involved in an off ball uh, altercation with the Sheffield United goalkeeper, um, and he also had an issue with Bradley Johnson in earlier in the season. Sort of coming together, both of them, I think, got a yellow card each. He certainly has the uh, feisty element as well, but he, when he's on the ball, he's he's very cultured and very good at spreading the play. But he's more than happy to put a tackle in if uh, if required as well. So he's he can he can do it all in that regard. Well, you can take the boy out of Canuck, but you can't take the Canuck out of the boy. That, uh, that's I'm glad to hear about that. So, so we've been talking about six million quid, um, or, or it's been reported six million quid. How much do you think Brentford would likely want for him, and how much do you think he'd likely go for? Um, well, Brentford have always made it clear that if a club meets evaluation, then they they will accept it. They they clearly did that last year with uh, Birmingham and the uh, three players that went to St Andrews. I would say for someone like Ryan Woods, I know there was talk about six million in January. I think the club would be looking for closer to to eight nine million for him if they can if they could get something like that for for a player that as skilled as he is, they would be happy with that because he he is a player that can just make make people that gets brings others in and make, makes people tick. So, so also, Romain Soares is a player that we've been linked with. Obviously, Romain um, spent his uh, his um, his youth at the Albion, but he's a player that, that that not many of us have really seen to any any large extent. I mean, what have you seen from him at, uh, at Brentford? I, I think um, with Romain Soares, it's been constant improvement. I think uh, Romain Soares at the start of the sixteen seventeen season, he, he hadn't necessarily made that step up from League One to the Championship having come in from Walsall and certainly he was geared off in a home in a home game and then becomes a hero a week later by scoring at Loftus Road as we mentioned won a QPR for the first time in 50 years pretty much so he he had a difficult start but he really came into his own this season he he showed a great range of passing I think the uh, his pass for Lasavibe's second goal at Norwich was, for me, the uh, assist of the season, shall we say. Um, he, he's got a great eye. He's got a good attitude. He can look a bit languid, and sort of like he's mentioned it before in in interviews that people get the wrong impression about him. He, he's one that can be a bit misunderstood by supporters, but his uh, his skills and quality of uh, on all the doubt is over and it also shows a lot about his character because when you've got a player that is sort of the fan scapegoat as most teams seem to have one at some point in, in a season when you can go from being the scapegoat to a player that's uh, considered by many to be one of the players of the season that I think for, for myself and for, for many supporters the uh, player of the uh, season vote, as it were, was a, a choice between Wine Woods and uh, Romain Sawyers. So I think that that says a lot to go from being someone that a lot of fans wanted to see leave to uh, one of the uh, first names on the uh, on the team sheet in the eyes of the wide support. It, it shows that he's able to uh, to come back from a loss and uh, his attitude as well, which is top notch. 
do you think he's a Premier League player in the making? I mean, it it, it strikes me. I think it's interesting. Um, uh, you know that that the, we're talking about a player that perhaps had one good season in the uh, in the Championship, and I think. It's, it's interesting that they were linking him at three million. I'm sure it costs a lot more than that. But I almost kind of feel like if if Albion can buy can buy a Championship player for three million, they should probably be looking at an, another one. Um, is that because he's been undervalued there, or because he's he isn't really a Premier League player in the making? I, I think, in some sense, is he put, is he's more likely to be a Premier League player because obviously in the Championship you've got more you've got some sides that really like to press and come in to try and. Uh, try and nullify an, an attack um, in the Premier League it looks as if you can get a little bit more time on the ball and that sometimes can be the difference so he's one that could probably play in the Premier League but I think for someone like him and you could probably say to a lesser extent Ryan Woods is for, for them to be playing in the Premier League is they're more likely to have to win promotion with a team to get their Premier League opportunity because I, I, from what I've seen in Brentford's history and players have come and gone especially in the last few years is none of them have left to a Premier League club other players like Andre Gray James Tarkowski have now established themselves in the Premier League so that but they had to get promoted from with Burnley to uh, to get that opportunity so it is I could see him performing well in the Premier League but he's probably going to have to win promotion to get that opportunity but I'd probably say that would apply to most Brentford players and probably even Dean Smith as well I certainly think as a manager he's got a great chance of managing in the Premier League but he's going to have to take a club there to get that opportunity I think so again, it was about three million quid that the national reports were about Remain Soyuz. What do you think it's likely that he'd actually end up going for? Um, I would probably say the club would be looking for sort of three, four million pounds. Obviously, he's a, he's a bit older than some of the other players, so it is, it is probably is from their perspective, his value is probably not going to get much higher. Yeah. And that um, they've clearly shown a policy of trying to uh, buy low, sell high, and I think the club's recent transfer history has shown that that's uh, proven to be a, to be a great success. So I, I'd say, and as he came on a uh, free transfer, is it would certainly represent a very sizable profit from the uh, club's perspective, and they would feel that they can they feel that when a player leaves, they always are confident in being able to replace a, a departed plan. I think their consistent performances in the Championship have shown that they can at least maintain their top ten positions in the uh, in the second division. And as they had their best uh, points returned last year than they than in the previous two years, they can still develop further and make that push at the uh, top of the table. So. They, they would not be happy to see him go. They'd be sad to see him go, but they would believe they could uh, replace him in, in the future. 
funny enough, you've moved me on to an area I wanted to ask you about. So I think Brentford's an interesting club, really, for, for as someone sitting here in Birmingham, because it seems to be a, a club with a very West Midlands heart at the moment. We've mentioned two players here that are both from the West Midlands. You've got a you've got a Brummy manager, Andre Gray, was from uh, Wolverhampton. It seems like seems like there's there's a uh, there's a, there's a big kind of link between uh, the West Midlands and Brentford. For that, as a result, I tend to kind of um, look out for them. For them, I mean, how do you feel next season's going to go for uh, for Brentford? Do you think it's going to be much the same as this year? Um, I, I think it. I think um, I think looking at uh, the season just gone, I, I, I'm sort of torn between it being considered a good season by the uh, doing better than the previous two years, but I also see it as a um, missed opportunity for Brentford. I think they had the ability in their squad to uh, make make the playoffs. Actually, I think uh, their poor starts the season where they didn't win in their first eight games cost them the chance at the playoffs and their struggles at times when it came to holding on to leads especially when you had the likes of QPR scoring twice in stoppage time to rescue a point you had other sides like Burton scoring the late equaliser with their only shot on target is they there were points that they feel they would feel they should have picked up and I'm sure a lot of other clubs would be saying the same things but there were a lot Obvious, you can point to those points being dropped as to why they didn't make the playoffs. So I feel that there would be a sense of they'd probably give it six out of ten for for last season. So I'd probably say they'll they will certainly be looking at a uh, top six spot this year, provided they can refresh their their squad given the uh, the need to sell players at in transfer windows to uh, maintain uh, FFP compliance so that, that's always been the issue Brentford clearly have limited resources from outside selling players so that's the way they have to operate and they've been able to do that um, probably better than the majority of clubs in the division you could make an argument that their transfer dealings were better than say Wolves is even though they won the league they obviously put a lot of money into it so for the money that Brentford spent is pound for pound they're certainly uh up there as uh, one of the best in the league. I think they're a, a superb story, especially when you when you um, bring in the nature of play and and the, and the the teams that they're kind of competing with. Um, I think it's, uh, it's it's really strong. If I could finally ask, so so in terms of Ryan Wood and Romain Sawyer, and then the other you know the, the many um, players that uh, that have come through the ranks and gone on to to, to big things in um, at Brentford. How would you compare them? Who do you think is a better player out of Ryan Wood and Romain Sawyer? And how do they compare to the likes of some of these players who've gone on to, to better things? You know, I know in different positions, but Andre Gray and Tarkowski and that. Are they comparable? Um, it's a very difficult question. Yes, I know. <laughs> they're, all, they're all such uh, such different players. I think... I think they... I would probably say Ryan Woods you could compare to Andre Gray because of his uh, quality on the ball and the way he's developed over the past uh, three years at Brentford. He's certainly uh, become a much better player over, over those three years and certainly is established as one of the best players in the championship. But the problem 
he's had is with with the way Brentford play is it, the teams in the Premier League that would need a player like that tend to at the moment have players that you'd probably say are are better than him in in that regard. So he because it's such a technical the, role. Yes, yeah. I mean, you obviously now he's retired, but you've had you've got players like uh, Michael Carrick that have performed that role really well. You've obviously got the likes of uh, Eric Dyer. You could even look at Jordan Henderson. Those sort of playmaker midfielders that sit in, that sit in front of the back four. So a lot of the uh, teams that he would suit most have some of the. Uh, some of the best players in, in the country so that that's obviously a difficult thing for, for uh, a player like Ryan but he, he certainly has the ability he's a sort of player that you can build a team around as well and obviously for a side like West Brom who are having to uh, rebuild after the, their relegation he is the sort of player that you can build a side around and clearly that is something I'd, I'd probably say I could see him in a way, being the uh, the centrepiece of a uh, a West Brom revival, as, as it were, because of the way he plays and the way he brings others in. For, for someone like Romain Sawyer, I think he he's the sort of player that, if you look at the likes of Andre Gray, James Tarkowski, is he, he is a player that if he gets the chance, he he would take it. He's, he would learn, he would adapt, he would develop. Is he, he's probably one that you probably have to look as one to for six months further down the line in the Premier League as someone that once they get up to speed, once they can they understand their teammates as well then then they'll really thrive is for, for some players it's just a case of uh, getting used to the, the way they're required and, and adapting to, to it and some find take that, take that on board a bit faster than others and but Sometimes the ones that take it on board in a bit of a longer time end up improving even more than someone that's done it, that's been able to click faster. Awesome, so thank you to Tom for that, and thank you as ever for joining us on Woodman Corner. We have got some, um, we, are, we are going back to our roots, we've got some um, some former Albion players who are, who are um, coming to chat to us soon, so we can look forward to that. And, Kieran, thank you for joining us again this week. Thanks for having me again, Graham. And uh, and we will see you again next week for another Woodman Corner.